Hey guys, this is Francis, and welcome to As You Wish, where we explore one line from one verse of the book, Vashishta's Yoga. It's going to be an exciting ride. Here we go. Okay, so I'm calling this one Flowers Aroma. This is part three, chapter one. And where we are in the story is, Vashishta continues speaking to Rama. He has just come from speaking about stories and study and mirroring the behavior of great teachers, which will allow your virtuous qualities to unfold within you. He talks about stories, or they say parables, but that's basically stories, that help you arrive at the truth. And a few sections earlier, uh, he listed out the six parts of this book. Right now, we're beginning part three. So I'll just list out the parts of the book. So the six parts of the book, just so you have an overview, are part one is on dispassion. Part two, on the behavior of the seeker. Part three, on creation. Part four, on existence. Part five, on dissolution, or it's also referred to as cessation and part six on liberation. So just to kind of get an overview of the parts of the book. I'm pretty excited because right now we're right now on part three, which is on creation. And up until now, we've only kind of really delved into one story. Um, it, It takes a little while to get into it, but once we get a little bit into part three on creation, then the rest of the whole thing is stories. And I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I love stories. (laughs) And I guess as, you know, it's kind of being outlined that we learn from them and let's see what we can learn. So here's the quote. Even as the essence exists in all things, as oil exists in sesame seeds, as aroma exists in flowers, The faculty of objective perception exists in the perceiver. Even as the dream objects are experienced only by the dreamer, the objects of perception are experienced by the perceiver. The takeaway for today, three things. A rose is still a rose. That's number one. Number two, thoughts create. And number three, Let's talk about SMP. I'm getting a little silly here, but I have a point to it. Trust me. Alrighty, so let's uh, elaborate a little bit. So I guess in general, you know, when we're reading these passages in the book, you know, what comes up for you? You know, that's really the point. Like, what is up <laughs> for you today? Right? And I'm just sharing you with you what kind of, what has come up with me. So what I thought about this was, you know, this idea of the essences and flower aroma, like having that within it. And it made me think of this quote from Shakespeare. So I just printed the quote and I'll read it to you. Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, though not a Montague. What's Montague? It is nor hand, nor foot, nor arm, nor face, nor any other part belonging to a man. Oh, be some other name. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. So Romeo would, were he not Romeo called, 
retain that dear perfection which he owes without a title. Romeo doth thy name, and for that name which is no part of thee, take all myself. So I thought that that was kind of fun to read the whole quote. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard often, you know, a rose by any other name, you know, would smell as sweet, and I kind of didn't really know fully the context a little bit, but I read a little bit up on it. And basically the idea is, you know, that because their name, they can't be together. But, you know, when you think about it in context of the Yoga Vashishta, um, you know, it's, it's the perceptions around it that's making it so. And it becomes, you know, tragic, and that's the way it is. Um, but I think that it's kind of useful to think of how powerful the perceptions we have can be. And, you know, I think that, you know, she's right. A rose by any other name, you know, if you just had a different name, you'd still be you. Like, it's really the person that's important. I, I agree, <laughs> you know, but that, that didn't change the story, you know, and, and the perceptions of all the other people involved with it, you know, had to come into play as well. So a rose is still a rose. And, you know, I'm not quite sure what we do with it, but um, I just thought it would be fun to explore a little bit and um, think about how all of these perceptions kind of mesh and um, they do exist. So number two, thoughts create. Um, I'm currently taking a class that is developmental psychology part two. And it's so interesting just looking at the different kind of theorists on development and their thoughts on things. And we just recently talked about the difference between Freud and Maslow. And just, I'm not going to go into it a lot, but just kind of a basic idea is their perception, right? So Freud is based on pathos or the past. And Maslow is what they would call a positive humanist and focusing on the future and positive well-being. Um, you know, in general, Maslow's hierarchy is talking about, you know, having a solid foundation so that you can then feel safety and security, love and belonging. You can then pursue your intellectual, you know, curiosities and eventually um, self-actualization is the idea that that will be possible, but it's not possible until you sort of have your solid foundation taken care of. And, um, you know, but the idea in general is like, let's focus on this positive well-being. Like, what can we do to think into the future and create that for ourselves? So a couple of things that came along with this idea of thoughts create. Um, the quote from the book is, just as from a seed, the sprout arises in due time. This potentiality becomes manifest as the notion of creation. And that's the title of this section is creation. Um, but the idea is, I think thoughts create. And that reminded me of a quote that I have uh, taped to the inside of my cupboard. <laughs> um, it is from Lao Tzu. And the quote is, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. So 
coming back to just the simple thing of watching your thoughts and starting from that seed and just wanting to cultivate as best a possible growth that we can, you know, just simply watch your thoughts and just kind of be loving and caring and discerning about, you know, what you allow to be the focal point and that is what will grow. And then just to, as one of my friends and colleagues would say, back the truck up a little bit. Um, I wanted to just highlight that as I was reading this section, there was kind of a an introductory section because um, this is the beginning of, you know, on creation. And there's kind of a little section that is kind of giving you a background a little bit. And when I read it, I was immediately confused. <laughs> so I wanted to make it a little simpler for myself. And so I got to the point where sometimes when I want to remember things, I'll try to make a silly image. So there we have, you know, let's talk about SMP. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that can be. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay, so you just bear with my silliness. It just is what it is. Here it is. Um, So this section that I sort of read and I was immediately confused by, there's sort of a lot of words like in Sanskrit and um, akasa is one of them and it stands for space or dimension. And just to kind of really super simplify what I read is it's just in the beginning of the section wanting to give us context on, you know, what is it that we're looking at and lay a foundation for this rest of the book moving forward. So basically they needed some definitions. So akasa is space or dimension. And then there were three other words um, that were connected to sort of the beginning of akasa. So um, siddhakasa, sitakasa, and buddhakasa. Um, not even sure if I'm pronouncing those correctly, but I'll do my best. But in general, those are, uh, since akasa stands for space or dimension, they're talking about you know, with the prefixes, what those mean in general, Siddhakasa means consciousness space, Sitakasa means mind space, and Bhutakasa means the element space. So the way I sort of understood that was when they're talking about space or dimension, they're talking about consciousness or infinite consciousness. And those are broken down into three things, spiritual, mental, and physical dimension. So spiritual is the consciousness space, mental or conceptual is the mind space, and physical is the element space. Um, and that, that's kind of how I broke it down. So trying to take the complex and make it super simple. Basically, we are spiritual, we are mental, we are physical. And when we work with those different parts of ourselves that is bringing us to the next understanding of how we see things and not only that how then we experience things so that is my uh, way of trying to understand a complex notion and uh, making it a little more simple and maybe a little more silly working out the smp spiritual mental physical 
So that is the takeaway. A rose is still a rose. Thoughts create and back the truck up. Let's talk about SMP and hope that the silly image and silly song will help us just boil that down and understand it a little bit better. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of As You Wish. For more resources, go to my website, www.taylorfitwellness.com. And I hope you will find some helpful, useful things there to help you on your journey. Take care. Bye.